Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. And hello, everyone out in the DC universe. Welcome to another episode of Stranded in Gotham, episode 108. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on our network by heading on over to BOF, clicking the podcast drop down, and picking from the uh, buffet of wonderful shows from wonderful people who actually know what they're talking about. Um, it's uh, it's a wonderful place, so check that out. I am your host. I'm your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River, a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter Arver, and today we're recording on February nineteenth, twenty twenty three. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But before I get into the good stuff, uh, I'd like to remind you. If you take the time to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and we read your review on air, you have won a Straight Outta Gotham prize pack. So uh, go over to uh, podcasts, write us a review. Even if it's a if it's a good zinger, we'll read it too. So uh, we'll be fair. Um, so make sure you enter the contest. We do it every month. Now let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who won the 1980, I'm sorry, the 1978, I had a dyslexic moment there, Greenport, New York, Peanut Peeling Championship. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, a junior Batman on film contributor and the man who has most likely turned your mother into a side chick, Eric Holmes. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> if you see an extra box of candy lying around the house, uh, you know they came from good old Eric. Well, that's true. Valentine's Day was this past week. Yes. So, yes. This a little, past a little extra candy went around. Candy claws over here. <laughs> No, I'm, uh, I'm all about the peanuts, as you said. I'm all. Oh about yeah, you got two of them. Shuck- <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about shucking the peanuts. That's what oh, I'm that's about. Right. So well, chocolate uh, dip peanuts. <laughs> wow, we're starting off with a bag, right? Ah, there we go again. Woo, there it is. <laughs> oh, we're bad a thousand. Okay, Mauer. All right. So yes, hello, Pete. What's How are up? you, brother? You good? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. So last week, guys, uh, as you know, we did not record a show because we did the live stream. Uh, we did the Iceberg Lounge last Sunday night after the Super Bowl. We did. We went live with Justin Kowalski and Steve Helm came on with us. Which was yeah, talk like this. Let me tell you what. Cowboys won the Super Bowl, but they would have won if they were doing their time. Press start touchdown interception. Here we go. There we go. So as you see, Steve made an appearance just now. Wanted to get that little little blurb in. Uh, before we started the show, but I want to thank them both for coming on. Uh, that was time. fun to do. Talk about the Flash trailer uh, right after we saw it, uh, which was fantastic. That trailer. How many times still... have you watched it? I've watched it at least once every day. Uh, yeah, some, yeah. Sometimes working, I might just, you know, when I get a moment, I might just throw it on to have them around in the background. Or yeah. So yeah, so I've been, I watch it at I'm least never... once every day, and uh, my excitement for this movie is is growing. Uh, more and more so uh also i think it's just because it's what we've been hearing about for so long i'm like all right i see the finish line the flash movie is kind of like this unicorn (laughs) maybe like bigfoot like you've heard of it you've never seen it right does it really exist i know (laughs) we've been arguing about the wrong movie that exists forever it's it's the flash (laughs) and it does exist yes and we've gone through like six directors and it's been quite a ride yeah, uh, to get here, especially and then all the stuff with Ezra Miller and is it going to come out? 
all this stuff. Uh, but yes, folks, it is coming. It will be here uh, in June. And okay. yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's do it. Yep. We're ready. Keaton's back. Sasha Kaya looked fantastic. I thought <clears throat> as Supergirl. So yeah, I mean, sure. For like, like the two seconds we saw her. Yep. Um, you know, the double battery thing is very interesting. I wonder how this is going to play out and just, it's cool seeing, uh, that this is basic. It's kind of, uh, an adapt. We all kind of guessed it. We all kind of figured, but it is an adaption of flashpoint. You know, like I like, I like what they did with that movie so far from what I've seen, because they took something like flashpoint and they tweaked it a little bit. So like, you know, Keaton's Batman isn't the murderous. I, I, I mean, depending on what movie you watch, I guess you could say he is, but he's not going around <laughs> carrying pistols and everything, right? But it's Keaton's Batman not, not being Thomas Wayne, but its own thing. Like, I dig that. If things can inspire writers to be similar but different, I'm all for it, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a smart move, I think, uh, for Muschietti to go back to Keaton and for the studio at the time. This was before, obviously, the Gun and Saffron version. This was the previous Hamada leadership. And it was smart for them to go back, I think, to uh, ask Keaton, hey, would you be interested in doing this? And then when he said yes, you know, develop a story around that entire arc, uh, you know, with Michael Keaton's Batman. And then, um, you know, adding Supergirl as a, as a flip, right? Like, th- mm-hmm. that's a different thing that they did uh, from the original story. So it's um it's going to be interesting to see exactly how uh it looks on screen but the trailer was fantastic and it gave away a little bit i think uh but what, like uh, what do you mean like i don't think it gave away anything no i don't mean any of the plot points i mean they just oh. show i think they just showed a lot like for a trailer i think they showed okay. a lot it was two and a half minutes and then they did the little super bowl spot too which was up more footage that we didn't see in the trailer mm-hmm. So we had both of those things to, that they showed in. Yeah, the hype for this movie should just only grow as we get closer and closer to the yeah. release date. I mean, so. you know, we've been saying it since day one, Eric. You know, when normal people get a glimpse of the man behind the cowl, it's going to generate a lot of buzz, and that's yeah. exactly what that did. Yep, it did it's exactly because it took it, that it, it 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 basically awoke an entire generation of people. <laughs> who uh, adore yeah. that man as Batman. And uh, it, it's, we make it a little bit, make it a little buzz of Batmania. Nothing crazy, I think, because it is a flash movie and uh, you know, whatnot. But uh, I think we'll get a, you know, I think we'll get a little buzz. Well, in our world, it's already started because yeah. every time we get a little bit uh, of something, of any kind of figures coming out or Funko pops, yeah. <laughs> it starts, it starts a big buzz around that. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is going to be uh it's going to be fun, I think, to be a part of. And it's been like you have a Batman for everyone. Affleck's in this as well as as well as Keaton. So you have a Batman, yeah. you know, for for everybody who's interested. And we will see how it plays out. But I'm very, very looking forward to it. And June could not come here fast enough. But we do have Shazam first, which opens next month. So Shazam comes first uh, in the DC world. And I'm excited oh. for that, too. So. And I'll quickly talk about this because I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I did see I it I heard it's Thursday. the worst movie of all time. <laughs> it's not it the worst. BBS looks like Shakespeare. It's not the worst. Uh, I didn't like it as much as I liked the first two films. And for me, yeah. the first one is good. And I didn't like the second one as much as you did, but I did like right. it. Well, nobody but, does. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, to me, was the worst of the three outside of Jonathan Majors, who is just fantastic. And like, that seems to be what everyone else is saying. Yeah, he is. 
He's remarkable. Uh, he's such a good actor. This is a completely different Kang than we saw in Loki, and he pulls it off. It's really, really good. Uh, so his his parts are great, but it really was more about his character and then Janet Van Dyne, who was stuck in the quantum realm, as you know from the previous film when they got her out. Uh, and it's really about their relationship. So when you go see it, it's not really Ant-Man and the Wasp. They're kind of like a rep flying around, literally, <laughs> around the, the actual plot line. Mm. To me, it's about those two and his daughter, Cassie, who I did not like in the movie at all. Really? Uh, yeah, I wasn't. I kind of watched that, Cassie grow up here. Yeah, not that Catherine Newton's a bad actress. I just don't think they did. They gave her much to work with. Ah. So, so yeah. So she's a big part of the film, though. The old Fumbarooski, as they call it in the acting. Yeah. So I didn't. A lot of people I see complaining about the CGI it didn't bother me that much. It never took I, me out. Of the I film. don't even listen to those people anymore. They complain about it in every goddamn movie. Every movie's <laughs> got CGI. Get over it. Stop complaining about it. It's time to live with it. It's here. It's not going anywhere. That's it. Shut, shut up. Exactly. Uh, you have to kind of live with it now and, and just oh accept it as part of what's I wish every movie was made like Robocop, but that's not happening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more practical effects. Uh, yeah. if, they could, if they can use these, obviously, it's, they're much quicker to do and they cost less money. So you guys are going to have to get used to it. But uh, it didn't take me out of the film. There's, Bill, Bill Murray's cameo is really, really good. Uh, he's always good, but he's good in this as well. So good, those good. are the things I really enjoyed in the movie. Uh, but overall, it was just kind and of the like, post-credit scenes. How you don't have to tell us what they were, but do they hype you? Are you hyped? Yeah, the first okay, one. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah, to yeah, that's yeah. It. The first yes. one has something to do with the underlying future arc of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one, uh, kind of is a callback to something else, and you'll see it okay. after you go see it. But yeah, better than the movie. Uh Yes, I would say yes. Oh, stinger! We got a Marvel dud. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't say it's a dud. It's just how much you you think it's going to make a bunch of money? You think this movie's going to make eight hundred million, close to a billion? I don't know. I don't. No, you don't Uh, think this is going to be it? I could see maybe seven hundred, six fifty, seven hundred. What did Madness make? Do we know? I'm not. Not off the top of my head. All right, I'm Uh, going to box office something. Someone's going to have a better website, but I'm going to use this as a reference. (laughs) But I mean. Again, it's not that it's not entertaining. It's 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 an entertaining movie. It's just you're kind of sitting there and you're like, okay. When Majors isn't on the screen, you're just kind of waiting for him to get back on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like that's and he's really really you, like Paul Rudd is a kind of a like I love I love Paul Rudd. So no, he, yeah, he made nine fifty five. Wow, that's a lot. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of money, bro. But no, like he, again, he it's his movie, but to me, it's this movie is not really his movie. And that's wow. that's the wow. weird part of it for wow. me. So. See, that, I feel like sometimes the MCU does this. They use one thing to prop up a different character. I felt like Loki was like that. They propped up Majors a little bit because then all of a sudden all anyone talks about is like, ooh, Kang's and Loki. Like, it's not about the show anymore. Now it's about Ant-Man. And apparently, I haven't seen it yet, so don't correct, don't harass me. But it sounds like from you, from Nico, from various people who have seen the movie, it's just a way to introduce, here's Kang. He's a total badass. You're going to love him. And he's going to be the next Thanos-type character. Like, that's what I feel like they're doing here. And to me, it's like, well, then, you know what? Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania didn't need to be made because all you did was use it as a vehicle. So that's what I mean. But, uh, you know, Kowalski loves these family-friendly things, and he'll take his kids to see it. It'll be happy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a, that was a criticism of Batman 89, too, is that it was more about Nicholson's Joker than 
than the Batman. Yeah, but then he died. It wasn't so, like they built up. No, no, Nicholson. I'm just saying like, like Nicholson's still a part of that story. Like right, it's like it, right. this, it's almost like this, it's almost like saying BVS is a two hour commercial to Justice League. You know, like this is basically a commercial for Kang in in the uh, in the just in the uh, not Justice League, the Avengers movie. Like this is kind of like your Kang tease. Like this is what he's capable of. We'll see him three movies down the line when everyone wants to fight him. Yeah, it's different than how they dealt with Thanos you know. uh, in the first in the Affinity Saga. It's a lot different than yes, I agree with that. Like Thanos sure. was never the main villain in any of those movies, but no, Kang is the yeah. main villain in this. So yeah, I agree with that. I teased it, but like it's yeah. Like- yeah, you're right. So that's a that is a fair criticism uh, of this one. Again, entertaining movie, just kind of misses the mark for me overall. Mm-hmm. But go and see it for yourself. I mean, I want to. I want. I, so. I was going to go see it, but then work called me and was like, "Hey, you want to go work Skrillex?" And I'm like, "No, but I'll ah, take the Skrillex. money." Skrillex. Oh, I mean, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it was on a Saturday where honestly it was either Ant Man or make some money. I picked some money. <laughs> With this film, I think you made the right decision. So I'll just throw that out there. So, I made a good amount of money. You, you made union money on Saturday, so like I'm not complaining. No, you should. I told you, like I looked at the clock and I was like, damn, I need like a full time union gig. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Yeah, that was a good day. Oh, you're able to make a little cash. That that's. Definitely beats the, this Ant-Man film. Oh, I'll say that. Yeah, it's it's definitely not No Way Home. I'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, definitely not. So, But like you said, it does set up what's going to come in a lot of ways. So you'll see when you see it, you'll you can see that for yourself. Uh, well, one thing that we did get and that's I know started. I haven't watched them yet, but I, I'm going to watch. I swear um, is The Flash on CW, the CW Flash. CW hater alert. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 but it looks from all the information we've gotten about this uh this show this season as we know it's season nine is the final season the one thing that was the most interesting to me and there was an article that was out was that they introduced red death as the main villain now everyone knows red death is bad well you should know is bad batman right he's the evil batman so what do you think about that pete what is your take on him being the big bad for this one. First of all, I love that the Flash is trying to go out with a bang, you know. And Red Death is interesting because, as you said, he's basically evil Batman. Uh, Bruce Wayne, if you read like Metal, basically, be, like he's driven to essential madness because of all the death of the Robins in the world, where all his Robins die. I believe. I'm not the biggest Metal fan, so don't kill me. Like I, I didn't really because mm-hmm. I think the story sucks. But <laughs> eventually, so he becomes obsessed with that, uh, the death of the Robins, and he trying to he tries to harness this Flash's speed into him as way he can prevent everyone from dying, like from like murder and such. Like he, if he's so fast, he could be Batman so fast. Mm-hmm. So he's evil Batman with the Flash's powers. And but it's interesting because the Batman doesn't exist in the CW verse really, right? He's well, I guess he does. He's kind of been MIA. Um, now that we have Batwoman, I don't know what Earth they're on anymore, but. Um, I guess we have missing. We do have the Batman in the in the Flash first, but uh, you know we only saw him a couple episodes of Batwoman. So, who's making an appearance this season? By the way, yes, she is. Yes, she, she is. is. Javisha Leslie is back, baby, and Eric Holzman could not be happier. She is back. And but yes, uh, yeah. and we usually see Red Death. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be different than what uh, Scott Snyder created for his uh, Metal Run and his Dark Knights Metal Run. But um, 
It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I totally forgot about Batwoman. I was like, they don't have the Batman in because you know we never saw Batman in the CW. No. He's you know? teased though. He's teased right? a few times. Yeah, he's teased a few times. He's been around, and then apparently this I don't remember this, but they teased the Red Death in season five of the Flash. That um, I don't remember either. Yeah, I don't remember it either. So now, if you want to go back and watch episode memorabilia in season five, um, that was the time to do it. Yeah, that's the time to go if you want to go see the reference and then see how it pays off in the future, uh, because he will be. Um, he's going to be the big bad in this season. Because I haven't seen episode two yet, so I may go back in my uh, catalog here. Yeah, I haven't watched them yet, but I think maybe episode after. one. I think is like a top twenty episode of the Flash all time. It's a wonderful, wonderful Barry and Iris story. Like really, like I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed. So, yeah. So I'll, I'm definitely like I said, I'm going to watch this season. I haven't watched yet, but now. I didn't even realize that it had started. So now that I know it started, I'll go back and I'll catch up. And I thought it came watch. out like two weekends, two weeks ago. <laughs> so don't yeah. worry about it. I, was, yeah. I asked Paul Herman, like, I think it was like two weeks ago. So did you see Ant-Man? Did you like it? He's like, do you think I get early access? I'm like, oh, I thought it came out this week. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured you saw it. <laughs> That's an actual yeah. conversation the two of us had. It's funny. For some reason, I thought it started in March. The Flash. I don't know why. And I know we've told, we've probably said on the show when it was starting a couple times. But for some reason, With the in way my that head, these things get shifted around, and the fact that there's a Flash on TV and a Flash on the big screen, it's easy to get confused. As far as I'm concerned, it is. It's all kind of crazy. But we're also getting uh, other characters back this season of the Flash. So. Um, Teddy Sears will be back playing Zoom and John Wesley Ship will be back as Jay Garrick. Uh, so we'll be having those two back. Um, we are we also know this season is going to have Stephen Amell's um, Arrow, Green Arrow. Oliver Queen will be back. And yeah, David Ramsey will be back as Spartan. Let me tell you, getting Teddy Sears back is huge for me. And Tony Todd's coming back to voice Zoom. So yeah. the both are going to be back, and that's cool. Um, because I still think season two of The Flash is as good as any season of superhero TV out there. It's the best one, yes. Yeah, I think, you know, and yeah. Zoom in that series is phenomenal. It's best villain by far. I know the man, uh, the man in the yellow mask, a.k.a. Um, a reverse Flash. Reverse Flash. Constantly, constantly in the show, but I still think Zoom was the best villain. Um. I, I think it's great. I'm really pumped. Like I said, they're going all out and I, they should, they have, you know, eight seasons to kind of honor. In my opinion, I, I honestly think like seven and a half of them are great to be honest with you. Like, I think there's a little, there's a couple, like maybe like half a season where it's a little bit of a lull, but I'm a big fan of this show. I've always been a fan of the show. You know, it, it, it seems to have not really run its course, you know, like shows like Supergirl kind of faded at the end. You know, out of six seasons, they had like, you know, four and a half that were really good. <laughs> Maybe just decent. Um, at the end of season six was really rough, I thought. Um, Legends Tomorrow was just really weird. Arrow was probably the second strongest show on the CW, you know, from start to finish. But a lot of people didn't like a couple middle seasons. Yeah. I feel like true. The Flash has been the most consistent one out of the bunch. And even then, people find ways to complain about it. <laughs> well, I, as you know, famously know, I stopped watching it. It got too soap opera-ish for me, but mm. I mean, I the seasons I watched, I I loved. I did love them. So, you know, it's been kind of a... The only reason I stuck with Arrow from the beginning and through the end was because I just... When they started... The couple of mid-seasons where they like created a team, I was kind of like iffy about. But when they started turning it back to the more darker story, which is what it was in the beginning, I really started to enjoy it more. So I kind of 
I stuck around with it. I, I always my thing with Arrow was like, and my buddy Connor has been trying to get me to watch Arrow for years. It's so slow in the beginning. I'm really like, it's one of the slowest shows I've ever had to watch. In my yeah, opinion. I mean, there's a lot of back. Uh, it's the show is built on flashbacks too, so it's it's a lot of going back to when he was um when he was stranded and on the island, and it's just a lot of that in early going, and it jumps around. I think you could relate to that because you live on an island, so. I'm not stranded on one, though. <laughs> Would you say I, you're I, stranded I, amongst, like, Met fans on an island? Not, no, because my immediate family is mostly Yankee fans, so I've always never, kind of... Did you ever feel stranded on an island full of Ranger fans? No, only when I was in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like you could relate. <laughs> when, I, when I'm in Manhattan, I feel like that, because, yes, there's, like, mostly Ranger fans. So, yeah. But uh, I wonder no. what like someone in Minnesota like when we do these like so regionalized like just tangents. What someone in like Montana or thinks? <laughs> like, I don't understand what they're talking about. There. Like, you got all Steve Helm on us, angry Steve Helm, like Grandpa Steve. God damn, we get them kids out of that there barn. We got the cattle in there. What they're doing? I don't know. I mean, we should ask. There's a question, guys. If for those of you who don't live in the New York area who listen to our show. What do you guys think when we speak about regional, <laughs> regional things? They're just like, I just, oh, it's, this must be one of those local things they talk about. <laughs> well, luckily, we live in New, the New York City area. Most people know what Manhattan is, so at least we don't have to explain uh, when you say Manhattan what that is. But <laughs> dang New Yorkers, like I'm from New Jersey. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of, you're kind of in the middle, so you could claim either if you wanted to. You could, could you could claim what? like the Philly side. I or could the... claim what? I could claim what? You could what? Say so you could what? claim either. No. <laughs> you take your wallet and shove it. You technically could. No. I mean, I will not. Okay. I I have easy access to Philadelphia, but I will not claim anything. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, no, that's no. true. You did not root for the Eagles, so. I I only root go. for the Eagles if it hurts the Giants. Right. That could have been the Arizona Cardinals in 1995. I would have rooted for them. I'm just saying they were division rivals at one point. It doesn't they matter. Were. It doesn't uh, matter who it is. <laughs> it could be the Washington Fernando or whatever what they call them. The commandos, commandos, <laughs> Fernandos, <laughs> commanders, <laughs> commandos. Oh, commanders. Okay, and a little tongue twister. I would have, commandos is a better name. You, we should, they, that's what they should have called themselves. Commandos. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, then they're going to be like, no, because you're going to, you wear underwear. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the flash again, the CW flash there. Apparently uh, it's going to end on a happy ending. Now, not the happy end, a real happy ending guys, not the happy ending. Some of you might be thinking about God, Eric, you're so ridiculous. <laughs> this isn't a massage. There's no oh. massage going on. This is just oh. happy ending. Here right. we go. It's the flash finale. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, show the new the showrunner now. Uh, what's his name? Eric Wallace. There we go. Great, great guy. Um, the showrunner now says when he took when he took over the show, he knew exactly how he wanted it to end. Um, but he had planned on he thought there would be a season ten. So he, he it was supposed to be planned for next season, but he said oh. it's going to be leading into that. And as we know, as we mentioned, there's going to be a lot of people this season coming back for the final season. We went through some of them already. 
but he's very, very, um, he says that it's, it's the ending that the show deserves and it will come to a definitive end. Um, so, so that's interesting. It feels like they've kind of built this, this season from the end for the end back almost like they sounds like it. Yeah. You know, which is interesting. Um, I like that. He kind of had an idea, like how he knew he, how he wanted to end it. Right. Like, I like how this has kind of been thought out. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting because I kind of hope it it like leaves it open in a sense. Like I kind of hope he doesn't like retire or die or anything like that. Like I'm really, I kind of hope it's just kind of left open. Like, you know, the flash will continue. We're just not going to just see it like type thing. Um, But we'll see what happens. I'm very interested to see what goes on because, you know, and I'm think I'm to be honest, I'm interested to see how everything's kind of celebrated. I don't want to be bad fan service, right? Because I wanted to like work out. Yep, I mean, he does say that when it ends, it's a definitive end for the show, but it's just the beginning of the second phase of Barry and his Ooh. story as the Flash. So he's still going to be flashing after even after the show ends. So I mean, who knows? Maybe down the road, five ten years, we'll get a a return uh, to the show. And they'll continue it in one way, shape, or form, or some kind of special. special? Yeah, it'd be something. But uh, that would be, yeah. I mean, that would be cool. I I like those things when they do them for successful. Star Wars do a bunch of them, or they did they did Christmas specials, but they did one Christmas special, and it was one of the worst things they ever made. So they never did another one again. Okay, all right. (laughs) I thought they did a bunch of them. (laughs) No, I mean now they have some. I think in the Lego. Star Wars stuff where they do that uh, have like specials Christmas with the Lego characters, but I don't think there was anything. The only one I ever knew about was the first one, the first Christmas Ooh. special, and it was pretty damn bad. Really? So apparently, something that was said to be pretty damn bad was Bat, the Batgirl movie. Um, but the star of the Batgirl movie, Leslie Grace, recently spoke about it. Uh, she said that the cut she saw was incredible. Um, but. You know, she said, as she said, like everyone else saw, it wasn't a completed cut. Uh, You know, there were scenes that were um, obviously not finished. The money was never put in to finish it. So the interesting thing was for me that it was an interview in Variety. And the interesting thing was they asked if she had spoken to Saffron or Gunn and she said no. Uh, She hasn't spoken to them. So, I mean, I don't know if they need to talk to her, but... I thought it was an interesting. I think uh, people are holding out that she'll be Batgirl like later on. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think. They're... Yeah, the interviewer does bring up um, her possibly showing up in Matt Reeves' Batman world, <laughs> the Batverse, but I don't know about that. Uh, you know, the interviewer seems to think we're going to get more of the Bat family in that that universe. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, but. Uh... I don't know. I, I I know where she's coming from. I mean, she doesn't want to say her work sucks, obviously. Um, but at the same time, like Saffron's going to say what Saffron, like you know, like it's just like yeah, I expect kind of both of this from both of you. <laughs> like Saffron's defending his point; she's defending her work. Um, it's it's just a bummer that you know everything that happened. But hey, if it's the best for the character of Batgirl and for the Batman brand, then so be it. It's like sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, the cool thing was you also, there was kind of like another story that that when Brendan Fraser was talking about this and how he was very, he was very complimentary of her, of her, of her work um, and uh, their relationship on set and how, uh, how he thought the movie, you know, mm-hmm. when he heard too about how the movie was going to be canceled, uh, 
he wasn't expecting that. He was expecting, okay, next steps, what's going to happen uh, when he heard that they were brought it to the um, the higher-ups to watch it, when when the directors brought it to the higher-ups to watch it. He was plan- He's like, we expected something, but not, hey, we're getting rid of this completely, um, which unfortunately is what happened. Reno but- actually is a huge fan of how uh, Firefly looked in that movie. He, uh, he wishes he could have seen it in live action. He talks about it all the time. I, I mean... I still, of course, the the fan of me wants to see it. Like, <laughs> um, I'm sure we never will, but the fan of me wants to see it. So, the only reason I kind of want to see it is I, I, I'm just riding this Keaton high right now. So, like, I know there's more Keaton in that movie. So that's like, true. Yeah. Is there more Keaton in the suit in that movie? That that's kind of really. I, I, can we just have the Keaton fight scenes if there are already? <laughs> I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. So, but. Who knows, guys? Maybe we'll get clips eventually of this thing. Or like we said when we were talking, when we first heard about it, 20 years from now, they'll do a... <laughs> we'll get to see it. It'll be released in some kind of direct-to-streaming or whatever uh, service. It's not going to happen. But maybe we'll see it. Who knows? Hey, dude, if there's money to be made and this is a way that can make money, you might see it. Right. So I, I just don't think they... I thought they couldn't do it legally like because of the tax write-off. Yeah, but there could be a statute of limitations on that as well. Right. So you never know. Any lawyers out there, send us a message. Yeah. Straight OG podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Let us know if you have any kind of insight. So another, I brought up Brendan Fraser already. And another thing we heard recently, he did, he was on Howard Stern, I believe, mm-hmm. um, talking about uh, he almost was Superman. I found that interesting. I don't remember. Usually, I I remember hearing these things, like uh, I remember Nicolas Cage and stuff like that. You know, never made, and you hear about like all the actors. Like Cavill was actually auditioning for Superman Returns, but Brendan Fraser. Like I was like, oh, this is something I never heard before. Right. Yeah, and he, uh, you know, he got it was around two thousand two, two thousand three when they started, and they he said they were testing six or seven guys, and he brought up Paul Walker was also out for the for the role, which. Thinking blonde. back, yeah. Well, they could have dyed his hair. Um, yeah, he's too pretty, boy. He's, he's more Johnny Storm than he is Clark Kent. And Superman is kind of pretty boy. <laughs> Not Clark. That's Kent. kind of the. That's kind of the whole point of him. Not Clark this Kent, though. Looking guy. Gotta, yeah, that's true. I feel like you got to cast Clark Kent because anybody can be Superman, right? You're right. That's true. You got to cast. That's who you're casting. So he talks about he goes in to talk about how he didn't he kind of is happy it didn't happen. Not that he wouldn't have loved it, but he's like, then once you become that character, that's who you are, mm-hmm. right? Like for the rest of your life. So he kind of talks about that. Well, yeah, it was interesting to know uh, to read that. I would never have picked him to be Superman either. So I mean, I would never have picked Nicolas Cage. I wouldn't have picked a lot of actors to be in a lot of roles, to be honest with you. But um, you know, that's why it's important for you to let the directors you know feel out his vision. Yep. So that brings up though the current situation. Uh, anyone? I'm just. Gonna, I know you're not good at fan casting, but has anyone come into your mind who you'd like to see play Superman? Uh, nothing but what the normal people are saying. Like everyone's throwing names out, like Austin Butler and all these other people. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I don't watch movies. I watch superhero movies. Like I'm not gonna pose <laughs> her. Um, like I, I, you know, like half, half these guys I don't know, and it's like I know them right. the eventually play movie in movies like this, but. I don't know who could be Superman. That's not. That's not. I'm. I'm there to watch the final product. I'm not there to <laughs> make it. I have no idea who I would cast as even Batman in this thing. So, 
Yeah. Good luck. I mean, <laughs> exactly. It's gonna it's gonna be fun having these discussions too, or seeing the reaction. And this is when... always the most fun part of the movie. Like that's kind of like yeah. I like about the DC because like we're getting a brand new Batman. Like oh wow, like there's a new aesthetic we have to adapt to. Like I remember adapting to the Snyder aesthetic the first time I saw BBS. Like okay, this is what this Batman looks like. How he moves. This is kind of the vibe you get from the cave and his arsenal and all that jazz. And then you go to Matt Reeves, like oh, this is different. Okay, let me see how this works. Everything's this is more like underground mechanic type stuff, you know. And Mm -hmm. uh, now we're gonna see whatever this fully formed comic book Batman is. And there's a lot of possibilities there. So this stuff is always the most fun part of any kind of movie making process completely agree it's yeah. always the most the, the production part is always the most fun and it's uh, fun to see what pisses off justin and whatnot because like, oh damn the, the ears are too <laughs> wide at the base it's not supposed to be like that they gotta be a little bit taller at the points and like, oh geez it's like the, 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 i don't want trousers or whatever this and the bell's gotta be the belt has to be a pill belt that's what it's gotta be this time because we've never seen it and i remember ryan lauer said this on a, on a muf podcast we need the purple gloves because we've never seen that in live action i need the purple gloves in live action that's justin it's true. It is true. Uh, so people are just like what they like, right? And yep. They want certain t- interpretations of characters, uh, and they don't like when you veer from that. No, that's Justin, not a Batmobile. Right. Justin's one of those people. And, oh, and he's a critic. I respect that. I respect it. I mean, I don't agree with him. <laughs> I don't agree with him, but I respect I respect the take, of course. He's lucky he's got an awesome last name, because I just like saying Kowalski. <laughs> Well, there were rumblings when the when the DC slate was announced. There were rumblings out there that the sequel to Constantine, which we had heard, was going to be canceled. But apparently that is not true. Constantine is still part of um, this of Gun and Saffron's um, plan. It wasn't announced. So I don't know when we're getting it. because This makes me else. think that the Elseworlds brand might actually live. Right. Yeah, because I'm I'm That's thinking fair. like this all this Elseworlds thing exists because these other projects exist and and when they run out their course, so does Elseworlds. Like, but this might actually make uh, some sense here. Like, yeah, okay, because uh, I know Yuslin, a uh, friend of the show, uh, he's a producer on it, so I imagine he wants this thing to get made, and he's been working hard to get it made. Um, and we'll see what happens with it. But this gives me a lot of hope for the Elseworlds brand. Yeah, I, I this. That movie was a little bit ahead of its time, I think. James Wan loves out. it, actually. He says it's yeah. one of his favorites. Yeah, I when I've gone back to watch it, I've liked it more than I remember when I first watched it. So I'm ho- I'm hoping that uh, this the film just shotgun. Exp- yeah, I mean, yeah, and should be in churches all, everywhere. I've never thought Keanu Reeves is a great actor, quote unquote. He's awesome, but I think in this role, it's perfect for the type of like actor he is. So I've always said that. So I'm hoping that um this one is going to be very good. Uh but we've had we've seen Constantine in a couple of other on small screen efforts. Mm-hmm. On TV we've seen a couple animated um, movies he's gotten there's been some Justice League dark stuff. He's got his own right. animated movie. Right. So I mean we've gotten to see him uh but this is going to be interesting to see how this one unfolds. But I'm glad it's still on the slate. I I remember when it was announced I didn't even think that this wasn't announced as part of it, but you're right. I just figured it was going to, I figured it got the ax like everything else. Right. Right. But, uh, no, it's coming. It's coming folks. So definitely look out for it. Uh, again, I know it has a, it's kind of, it's become one of those cult classic niche type films that people like. So, yeah. So, uh, we are going to get it though. So do not be upset. It's coming. Something that's also coming is 
the Joker 2, and we got our first look uh, at Gaga. Yes, Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn. Um, The picture is really fantastic. Like, it's you can kind of tell what's going on in the scene just from this one shot. Yeah. And it's fantastic. It's so good. Uh, so I'm, this just amped, like, completely amped up my expectations for this film. And I'm so looking forward to it now. But you can already tell just from this one picture that they have good chemistry. And I think we're going to get I don't know how you can tell chemistry from a picture. <laughs> just the way they're looking. Just really? the way their eye. Yeah, I, I can. I, I need a scene to do that. Wow, it's very... I, feel like I can. It's a Rick Shoe statement there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just can. Like, I could... Just the way they're looking at each other. I don't okay. know. All right. Uh, I thought it was cool. Um, I, I hope she's playing uh, Harley Quinn. Like, they haven't... I, don't, I feel like they haven't officially said it yet. Right? They haven't, no. So I'm uh, I'm hoping it's Harley, but, uh, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, but it's it looks really intense. Like, that is an intense-looking picture. Like, oh, my God. This is kind of like, oh, what is he going to do? Like, I'm getting vibes of his apartment where he kills the, the fat guy who pulled him the gun, right? And, like, you know, like I'm just like, what is what's going to happen? Is, is she going to make it out? Like, is this a dream? Is this real? Like, who knows what this even is at this point? Um, so, like, lots of things running through my head. Uh, but really excited. Also really disappointed in uh, people online because it's like you guys are bringing up arguments from, like, five years ago. All the same argument, uh, everything they hated about Joker one, they're just complaining about Joker's mental illness. All they like, stop, it's a movie, get over yourself. So, no one's so we can't do thing. you can't do movies about people who lose it and kill people anymore. That's yeah, what we're saying, apparently. Come on, uh, if Give anything, I'm like, it's the most realistic thing I've ever watched. <laughs> movies are to entertain or to you know, educate or both. That's what I say about movies, right. Some people clearly need an education. So, I don't know. But it's it looked fantastic. The picture looks great. So, do you, you think seen Harley it, Quinn in her full red and black little uh, jester suit? Maybe by the end. You think so? You think? I don't know. I don't know, Phil. I don't. I'm very interested to see how Philip interprets her look. Like it was his ta- his look of the Joker is very interesting. Yep. You know? It's a. It's so I'm a, interested to see what he does at the end. Yeah, I mean, even the suit, it's purple, but it's kind of like a lighter purple. Like I've always... When like, I, oh, man, I don't even know what color that suit right? is. Like, I feel like it's more red than anything else. It's very interesting. His color, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it's yeah. it's a different take on the Joker, and clearly it is. Like, And that's what I appreciate right. about it. That's why yeah. I support it, because it's, you know... There's, there's, there's a lot of thought and effort put into this. I agree. Like it's, 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 I, like I said, when we heard the name and it wasn't called the Joker, that was done on purpose. Yeah. It was done on purpose. So we're going to see how, how the sequel is. And again, remember it's a musical. So that's another layer. I forgot that about that. To this. Wow. That's interesting. I've totally yeah. That. It's another layer. So we'll see how that goes. Shoot, shout out to Todd Phillips for taking shots. Like, honestly, I Especially mean, who, with a beloved character. I mean, who would have thought but... that the like the director of, of of due date and what was that? What's the other crazy the hangover? Movie? He did the hangover the movies. Hangover. Like he's done some crazy stuff. Yeah. Crazy stuff. He has. And uh, he's doing this. So good for him. The first one, as we know, made over a billion. It was I'm a, Todd, and... I'm a Todd Phillips fan. I like so, his stuff. I do, too. I like his stuff, too. So this is just more of that. So I, I cannot wait. Uh, this one's coming. I can't wait for that. Something else that's on the way, which switch houses, we'll go to Marvel now, is Fantastic Four. Yeah, buddy. Uh, as we know, uh, Matt Shackman 
uh, took over, I believe. Um, who was? Yeah, John Watts, the Spider Man, Spider Man director, John Watts was originally go. supposed to do it. Yep, he stepped down, and then Matt Shackman, who did WandaVision, is now in the role. And he is so he talks about this like a, like a, like a fanboy, like the rest of us. Oh, so when you hear him God. talk about it, yeah, you hear him talk about it, it's great. So he's he did an interview on Collider with with um, Stephen Weintraub, and he said. I have loved these characters since I was a kid, so it's a huge joy to be able to work with them, spend time with them every day. To bring them into the MCU is also a huge joy. So it's that. It's just the excitement of being the kid who found them when I was six, seven, eight, and now being able to work with them on the big screen. It's amazing. So he also goes on to talk about working with Marvel. Like It's weird. We hear different directors say different things. But um, he had a good experience. So this was his quote. Marvel is a wonderful place to work. I was thrilled to be able to come back and work with them because even though they produce the biggest movies, it's a very small family of people that you're collaborating with. They're all lovely people who are passionate about what they do. So you are working with huge film fans. Everyone is making the same movie. You're all moving in the same direction. And that's just a joy. It's not very often that that happens, especially when you're dealing with something on a really large scale like the Fantastic Four. It's really fun to be back. When you join something for the first time, like I did on WandaVision, you're just meeting everybody for the first time. Now it feels like you're spending time with your family, which is a wonderful. And so so it's a great office to show up to every day. So that's good. We have a guy who really loves the characters, who wants to bring them to screen, and a guy who likes working with Marvel in their universe. So I think we should be getting a good movie. Sounds like a win-win here. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I'm really... This is, uh, this is kind of what I've been waiting for. You know, po- post-Spider-Man, I've been really waiting for the ff that's like my next big thing because right i feel like most my captain america's moved on the hulk is uh out in space somewhere spider-man uh is mia at the moment and uh the ff saw and daredevil is waiting to be seen so <laughs> like the ff's my next big thing here for the mcu so uh, i'm excited i like what he has to say uh kind of bummed he left star trek because i really like star trek too but yeah. uh you know, he WandaVision was interesting. I, I everyone knows I liked that show up until the ending. I just didn't like how it ended. But I thought it was very, very compelling for, from the start. So uh, I'm hoping that he can kind of bring that family dynamic to the FF. I think that's what it needs. I think the FF really does l- lend itself to kind of almost a sitcom vibe. So I mm-hmm. feel like what he was doing in WandaVision could have some payoff there. Uh, so yeah, it was really excited. Like, I'm, I'm excited to hear about casting. I know casting's coming up. Um, you know, I'd like Krasinski to stay as a John, uh, John Stewart. Oh, geez. Reed Richards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jumping all over the place here. I don't know where that one came from. I'd love for Krasinski to stay as Reed Richards. I know Paul Herman would hate that, which kind of makes me want it even more. But, um, <laughs> uh, I'm down. I want to see who the new Sue is. Uh, Johnny, I can't wait to see what the thing looks like. That's like my most anticipated thing. And like, I hope to God I could see the thing smoke a cigar. Like, please just give me that. That would be awesome. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm t- I am too. Like uh, these these characters have not been treated kindly in film. So it would be nice to see finally get a get a a movie that does justice to the characters. Release the trank cut, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so it it would be cool. I mean, I don't I don't hate the first two as much as other people do. I realize they're how they're not good films. You appreciate them a lot more when you watch Josh Trank. Well, yeah, I, I, after I watched that, I kind of was like, Oh, well those two are even better now than I originally thought they were. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, I mean the second one, the silver surfer having Lawrence Fishburne's voice. Perfect. Like that's, that was awesome for me. So that's yeah, one good. of the things I, I was one of the things I remember from that film that I really enjoyed, but 
yeah, we need we need a good a good movie with these characters. So hopefully, um, Shackman delivers there. So Shackman. <clears throat> well, Pete, you brought up Spider Man, and apparently, apparently, we have a story. Uh, Kevin Feige did an interv- interview with Entertainment Weekly, and he says all I will say is that we have the story. We have big ideas for that, and our writers are just putting pen to paper now. So they have obviously they means they've done a treatment and they like what they have. So all right, let's see it. They're Can't starting to, to write see it. it. Yeah, you know, everyone's also- really pumped after the way No Way Home ended, and uh, now we get to see the payoff to that. I agree. And is Holland coming back? I guess that's the other question now that people are going to Let's get it written ask. first. This way we so. can tease it. Hey, look, we got this movie written. It's really great. You're right. finally going to f- fight Scorpion. <laughs> yep. Yeah, hey, that would be a good one. I'm down you know, for that. We teased him in Homecoming. I'd love to get some Scorpion. Yeah, I agree. That'd be a good way to keep it going and maybe work Venom into it somehow. I don't know, but we'll uh, see. I, I, I mean, I'm kind of Venomed out, man. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm kind of, I'm good right now. I'm good. I don't need to see evil Spider-Man. I don't need to see dark Peter Parker. I, I, right. I, I just, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather go on like a two, at least a two film, a journey of him doing the right thing before we start turning him dark. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. Right. Well, uh, he also goes on in this same interview. They talk about Deadpool three and Pete, he confirms it will be the first R rated movie. Oh, oh Justin, get ready. Universe. Cause your kids aren't going to go see this one. <laughs> R rated. We're talking boobs. We're talking cursing. We're talking blood. Everything you don't want to see. We're getting in this one. Oh, Kowalski. Yes. Yep. It is true, guys. They're not going to mess with the success that oh. the formula. There's again that word again, their formula that made Deadpool. I'm ahead. really interested so. to see how far Reynolds and company can push. Uh, the well, in the second film, I mean, we see it, there's a scene where his he basically teabags cable. <laughs> so, I mean, we will see. I mean, he's clothed. So put that out there. He's clothed, but basically that oh, happens in that Jen movie. Jen balls must be so, so gross. Oh. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I don't know what, how much further you're gonna go uh, than that, but that does happen. Oh, so I love that movie. <laughs> I do too. I love both of them. They're they're, they're so good. good. The first one's my favorite, but the second one's very good. Yes, I enjoy it. And as we know, Hugh Jackman's coming back. So, oh my god, there we go. I can't so, wait. This is going to be great. There's so many people. I agree. This is going to be a lot of fun. So many people are going to die in this movie. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. <laughs> we have more news in this same article. Uh, he confirmed that Blade, starring Mahershal Ali, will be filmed this year. Uh, the director is um, working on it, camera's role, and he said about the next 10 weeks or so. So... This is going to be interesting, too, because Blade does not lend itself to uh, family-friendly. Yeah, I'm hoping it's like a very... If they keep it... If they don't make it rated R, I'm hoping it's a very strong I still got to check out that Werewolf by Night. I haven't done that yet. I'm sorry. Oh, so good. So So I got to see what they can do with the horror stuff. But Multiverse of Madness gives me hope. Yeah, I agree. Very good. So, yeah. So, that's coming. I, I love watching vampires get, you know, staked. It's just cool watching people take on vampires. That was the great. I mean, that's the great thing about those Blade movies, uh, the the, the Wesley Snipes one. ones. Yeah, third one, the first. Yeah, two. although I say this a lot, without the third movie, I don't know if we ever get Deadpool. 
because Ryan Reynolds kind of kind of played Deadpool. <laughs> really? In that what you never saw it? I try to forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's obviously he's not as far as as Deadpool goes, but he's very much he's the same kind of guy, wisecracking the whole time, making okay. off-color jokes and you know, that kind of when I look watch that movie now, I say okay, if he didn't do this here, I don't know if we would have gotten it in the future. So okay. I think that was, I think that's the one good thing that came from that. Uh, he also continued, Feige also continues to go on and talk about Harrison Ford, who is um, bec- taking on the role of Thaddeus Ross in Captain America, new world order. So, and apparently he's the president. Yes, he is the president in the film. And so. Feige talks about that. You think about him in air force one. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, you think about um, clear and present danger. There's a lot of stuff, and he talked. There's a, dyna- a dynamic between President Ross and Sam Wilson in this film, uh, so we're gonna see that. So he gave a little bit away of what the, where they're going, at least uh, with the next one. So it's going to be fun, I think, with the Marvel slate coming up. And he does mention uh, there's, you know, there's they did bring up Moon Knight. He says there's not a second season planned, but there's a future for the character. Justin hates uh, Moon Knight. So we might see the character again. And he talks about the Marvels. Oh, the Holzman part of the show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, three yes. generations of Marvel. And he's ready to soak it up like a sponge. And we got the poster, which I did think was cool. I thought that was it. pretty cool. Did you frame, it's already framed. I could see it. It's right next to the crucifix. <laughs> it's not framed. So, it. so untrue. Uh but yeah, so he does bring it up. Eric is threatening uh, me with the robe. You can't see this because it's a podcast, but he's breaking out the robe. He's just guys. Me. Pete's wearing a robe today. I, I have my own robe. I bought it from the DC shop. He's where it's it's you know it's a Batman Forever robe from Matt Ballard. <laughs> so yeah, so Pete has a robe on today as well. So yeah. uh, a little bit behind the curtain. I don't want to say behind the robe. That might give the yeah. right idea. <laughs> behind the robe, the Schlong Island story. <laughs> <laughs> It's like SNY does real, real Long Island stories all of a sudden. Oh, God. SNY, real Long Island stories. That was good. I give you that one. That was good. All right. Well, you brought up Spider-Man again, and we're going to keep it going with Spider-Man because we love Spider-Man. And this was something that I'm really looking forward to this. So apparently they're doing a live action Spider-Man noir uh, from Lord and Miller, and it's going to be on Amazon. So Oren Uziel, who wrote um, The Lost City. I don't know if you saw it. I did. It was yeah. pretty good. Uh, is that the Sandra Bullock movie? It. Yes. Um, Sandra it Bullock, funny. Chan- Channing Tatum, and Brad Pitt. They're all in it. Uh, it it's pretty funny. good. So yeah, so uh, this Chris Miller and Phil Lord, like I said, uh, who also pro- are the producers of Into the Spider-Verse. What, at one all- point, we're attached to The Flash. Believe, yes, right? at one point. Yes, they were Oh no, is that Rothman Gold? Is that Goldstein? I get these guys mixed up all the time. Was it? I it think might be Goldstein. It, I think it was Goldstein. You might be right. Everybody. Yeah, I always get. Those I think. Twists. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. So, yeah. So this is a Spider-Man Noir. If you don't know, is a more recent Marvel creation. It was introduced at the mini comic series in 2009. Uh, it's an alternate universe that reimagines some of the Marvel characters. It's a 1930s setting, and it will. Uh, it's a more pulpy take, and it's obviously still Peter Parker. So. What do you think, Pete? I like noir stories, so are you into this? No, I'm going to pass on this. <laughs> I do not like Spider-Man noir. 
I did not like Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man Noir and Spider-Verse. I just, I'm just like, oh God, Spider-Man with a fedora. Just like, get, no, get it away from me. It's so, uh, it's so ridiculous. It might be good though. I, I'm not going to, uh, maybe. And like, on like a rainy day, if I get tired of rewatching season three of Batwoman, I'll consider it. I think you should. I think you should give it a shot. You're a big uh, Spider-Man I, fan. I, I am, but I'm, it's, it's but you're adapting something in Spider-Man that I have no interest in. There's never been something you've had no interest in, and then you watch it you're like, oh damn, that wasn't that bad, or that you wound up liking. Uh, yeah. Um, what's so, it called? Uh, Ant-Man. <laughs> like I never Batwoman. Bat. No, I've always had interest in Batwoman. <laughs> Like Ant Man, okay. I don't own any Ant Man books, so like you know, I could say right. I have interest. Yeah, so I would say that. I don't know. I just like noir stories, so yeah. I'm like, I like when they do these kinds of things in an older setting. Uh, you know, Gotham by Gaslight, obviously, but right. Batman is one thing, something I liked. Uh, so this kind of thing looks pretty cool, and basically, the Batman is a noir style. That's what they. That's basically what yeah, it no, is. I like, I like that. That's so. cool. But like I just like I got to see what Spider Man looks like if he's wearing a trench coat and a fedora and he's hanging on walls. I'm not watching this shit. It's so. amazing that the coat and the hat is what will keep you from watching. Yeah, I'm like Spider Man <laughs> <laughs> turned into Frank Sinatra. Like, why is he wearing a fedora? <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. Like, the, I just think I put it my put it in my headspace, and I just think it would be it's something that could, they could do really well. Like sure. I get Dick Tracy vibes with it, and yeah, I don't know. Like, I get... but I, if I want to watch Dick Tracy, I don't want to watch Spider Man pretend he's Dick Tracy. Like, I rather watch <laughs> Dick Tracy. Dick All Tracy right. want, should have a trench coat and fedora. That's true. That's his thing. So yeah, but all right. Well, we'll see. I'm interested. You're not. Maybe I'll be the one telling you to watch this. This watch it this time. I'll watch this <laughs> if you watch season three of Batwoman. Oh Jesus! I'm still fighting the good fight. It doesn't say there. We don't have a release date. It just says it's in development. So I guess it will probably never get made. Yeah. No, I think if it's, uh, I think it's going to. When you have these two guys, even though they've had stuff pulled from them many times, so <laughs> maybe that's wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But all right. So let's. We're going to switch gears a little completely here, uh, because we have a story about a movie that's from when I was in college. Now. Uh, and everyone, I don't know if you're fans of horror or you're fans of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Well, as we know, that movie was uh, Kevin Williamson, who wrote Scream, who also created Dawson's Creek on TV. Uh, he did another horror film called I Know What You Did Last Summer. It starred Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Pinch Jr. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Phillippe were also in the first one. Basically well, just 90s heartthrobs. Pretty much, yes. We are getting a sequel. There's a sequel in the works at Sony. Uh, Jennifer Kate Caton, yes, Jennifer Kate Robinson will direct it, and Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince are in negotiations to return. So um, Jennifer Kate Robinson wrote, co-wrote Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, she's the director on of Do Revenge on Netflix. I haven't watched it, but I've heard good things. So yeah, we did get. I know I all blah, blah, blah. I still know what you did last summer, and then we got another one called "I'll Always Know I What You Did know Last what Summer." You did is like a horror, horror. <laughs> it isn't good. I, yes, it's not good. It's not good. 
So uh, I'm I'm stoked. I can't wait to see what they do and that have these people come back. I think it'll be a lot of fun. What about you? I'm very excited for this. This is amazing news for me. Um, I remember getting the book as well when it was really popular and comparing <laughs> it. The book's a little bit different. I haven't read it in years, so maybe time to uh, go back and do some research, as they say. Yes. Um, you know, but uh, this I'm pumped. I mean, it, it, this could be really cool. I could see this being really bad, but it's a wonderful little nostalgia ride. It, it's great to see that this this sequel is happening for this franchise. We, I think, we all universally love the first one, right? Everyone, our age group, definitely. Like you were in college. I was I was young. Like yes, you know, it really touched on all uh, age a lot of age groups when we were in the nineties. Um, because I think this was PG thirteen. I don't think this was R. So this was almost like Scream Light. Like I don't think right. I think it was R. Was it? I don't remember. I, but I'll I, check. I remember I think people it thinking it was like less than Scream. Like you know, it wasn't as bad. You know, as a time because it's definitely like inspired by Scream. Like you know, the whole teenage serial killer thing. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm pumped. I can't wait. I'm excited. And you know, Freddie Prinze Jr. quit acting for a while, so this is still like one of his <laughs> biggest roles. Um, cause he just got, he got really sick of the whole Hollywood scene back in the day. Um, yeah, he did. He's done voice work for star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played, he did the voice of Kanan on rebels. So he's okay. done voice work, but yeah. In front of the screen. Yeah, I agree. He's not, I, not I much live him. action stuff. Yeah. So I don't know when, uh, but th- this is great news, man. I mean, I love um, horror has such had, has such, has had such a wonderful resurgence within, let's say like the last eight years. It you know, totally there's a, has. There's a couple duds in there. You want to throw like the Bye Bye Man or um, the Mark Hamill Chucky movie, or uh, I, I think they remade a Black Christmas for, again for whatever reason. Uh, there've been a couple, but you know you got things like Lights Out. You got the uh, the It movies. Annabelle's been really hot lately. Um, uh, what's it called? Don't Breathe. Also, uh, so and the Chucky TV show. That Child's Play TV shows are really popular right now which it was rated r so yes oh wow okay for some reason i was thinking pg-13 but um yeah i remember ryan Phillippe's death was probably the one that really got me the most in that movie yeah uh his was probably the most graphic yeah in that one i think so yeah so i i agree with that it uh i'd love can we get a sequel to the faculty now (laughs) that was the first time i remember seeing usher in a movie yeah, he was in that I, movie. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, that's I remember. When we started acting. Yeah, Usher and Josh Hartnett. Yep, Josh Hartnett was in it. Interesting, but yeah. So I, I'm with you there. I, I can't wait to see what happens here, uh, with this, and I really hope it gets. Did you ever and... read the book? I didn't. Give it a shot. It's a quick read. It doesn't take long. It's, it's not a, it's not difficult, but it's fun. It's a little bit different, but it's fun. I don't want to spoil it for you. Young adult suspense novel. How much is how much is the paperback? Like ten bucks? Nineteen six. Yeah, it's probably nothing. Yeah, I could probably or go on Hoopla. That's my thing now. I'll just go check out Hoopla and see about getting it there. But uh, yes, we okay. So we're gonna we'll close with some casting news. Uh, The Penguin has added three to the cast. He's back, baby. (laughs) Who's gonna be the busboy at the Iceberg Lounge? Yes. So Michael Kelly, Sheree. I can't. Wow. Good luck saying that one. A Dashloo? Sure. I, I guess. And Deirdre O'Connell have joined the cast of the Batman spinoff, The Penguin, on HBO Max. Kelly's great. He was Lombard in Man of Steel. He's a wonderful, like, slime ball. Love it. Yes. He's great. I agree. So, yeah, that'll be good. 
Uh, the Penguin. It begins filming this month in New York. So, Pete, maybe we should go try and find it. <laughs> they are doing. There's casting calls ready for extras in New Jersey. They're going to do some filming in New Jersey. Uh, I, I got on. Dude, the, you totally should try. Uh, yeah, I got the letter from the Television and Film Commission. So uh, we'll see if I, maybe I can get do something. Be nice. Be a nice way to get paid too. You know, yeah, you, of all the people I know for this show, you definitely should try to become an extra. I'd be yeah. like, oh. That'd be awesome to talk about too. It'd be fantastic. So we'll see what happens. Maybe uh, maybe, cool maybe just, uh, send somebody an email, see what I can do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe you could uh, work that a little bit. <laughs> see what happens. But, yeah, I have though. no idea what these people have ever been in beforehand, so I have no idea outside of Kelly because he was also in Dawn of the Dead, Snyder's movie. He played the the co- uh, the security cop, the security guard at the mall. But um, that's really all I kind of know him for. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. I just I, I can't wait. I'm happy Penguins come like it just it's going full circle like let's go baby let's bring it let's get I mean, Cole Farrell back in that suit baby kelly <clears throat> excuse me kelly most people would probably know from um house of cards okay never watched if that. you watch the show house of cards on netflix but if you saw you would if you guys saw know him from there you'd know him i'm all about the uh, house of holzman so house of cards is fantastic it was house such of a, good show. a german documentary about the rise and fall of the long island sound <laughs> What? Long Island Sound is a body of water. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's some weird. Like Aquaman drains and fills it, depending on how much he likes the people. He kind of runs it like a dictator over there. What? Yeah. Everyone thinks Aquaman's a great guy, but you know he's kind of like Emotion Joe in Mad Max. You know, he's like he's gonna take your water or give it to you. So, right. Uh... Eric, go Richter, Richter. Where's my milking ladies, Richter? So there's also been a little bit of news that possibly we might see Batman in the Penguin. <gasps> Who? Who? Yeah. The Batman, you say? So, yes, we might actually see Robert Pattinson's Batman in the that Penguin. That would be phenomenal. That would be that would be that would be as the kids yeah. say, tits. The tits? Yes, it would be the tits. <laughs> Come on. Pattinson in this show would really throw it over the moon. Imagine the viewership that would drive. Yeah, I mean, I, think, I believe Jeff Snyder's the one who said it, mm-hmm. uh, that it's going to happen. So I thought definitely I mean, we get some Gordon, but we get some bats. It doesn't have to be much. It could be just Batman kind of like, I don't know, shoving Penguin into a window again. Yes. You know, I don't know, breaking his... Windshield, I don't, landing on top of his car, something like that. It, it doesn't have to be much. I would imagine it would be towards the end of the series, like this season. I'd imagine. Just, I don't I mean I don't know for certain, but I just imagine it would be towards like, the oh end and God, leading what, into the next movie. One of my favorite scenes between the two of them is like when, again, like when he shoves Penguin up against in his little like office loft against the window, and he's like, "You know my reputation." He goes, "I do." Do you? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh man, I was like, oh man, Kowalski, I don't know what's wrong with you because it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean the scene when they finally catch him too with him and Gordon, uh, that's so good. I blow the shit. Yes, like, Colin Farrell was so he was so oh, good. He's incredible. I just want to give excellent. him a hug, like thank you. <laughs> like, like I still yeah. love Devito, but thank you. Yeah, I mean two completely different penguins, but they work to me. They both work in the movies they're in, so. Do you like ointment, scented, or unscented? <laughs> I come from so, like you. 
Ozzy. Oh, I love me some penguin. Are <laughs> you even Burgess? He's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely probably still the most iconic. Did you know, version. like I read recently, I don't know how true this is, Burgess but like Burgess. the whole like actual like reason that Burgess like developed that cackle is because he quit smoking years before the show. And whenever he had the cigarette with the, what is that, that Cruella DeVille extension thing? Yes. It would bother his throat so much. So instead of coughing, he turned it into some kind of weird cackle. Okay. It was the smoke that caused his, like, a penguin, uh, penguin, like, laugh. So I, I, I found not crazy. know that. I don't know but... if it's true, but I read it online. I don't know. I'll be like, you can't read everything online. What are you talking about? Read me a God damn it. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. So it possibly could be true. That doesn't, yeah. that wouldn't be a, you know, it's not a far cry no. to believe like, something. All right. like that. I was like, I'll, you know what? I don't care if this is a real headcanon. <laughs> Seriously. Like, if I, whatever. I'm going to believe, believe if it. I'm going to zaddy out and believe anything I read on the internet, it's going to be that smoke caused the penguin left in 66. <laughs> That's oh. what I'll believe on the internet. Yeah, man. Oh, geez. But it's just awesome that this show is finally, we're getting it. And it's going to be here, and they're filming. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I'm we're totally, totally looking forward to this. It's yeah. going to be very, Bring very it on, cool. baby. Bring it on. Yeah. yeah but it starts, um, well, it gets, re- it gets released, I think, next year. Yeah, 2024. So we still have a while to wait, but it, and none the filming of you out part there, of it. Actually, all of you out there listening, especially you, Nico Caruso, no set pics on Twitter. I don't want to see them. Yeah. Uh I actually have a, know a couple people who probably are going to have access to those kind of picks. So if I see any, I will not share them. I promise. Uh, trust I me. Ask... If Eric sends you a picture, don't watch it. Just like, oh, <laughs> I don't know what kind of picture it is. <laughs> and I promise I won't share them with you either. Please don't that? share them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, if you think the robe's bad. Jesus. Oh wow! I just found this. Oh, geez. Eric, put it away. Eric, what the hell is that? Oh God! Put, please close the well, robe. This is gonna not make sense to people, but I'll show it to you. Oh no! There was a my friend gave me a BVS frame when oh, BVS came out. Look at that! And you're gonna put and my picture it. in there? So yeah, I should since you love it. So <laughs> put my picture in there. <laughs> I should since I mean, like the people who love this movie. I'll yeah. have you and Ryan Lauer. Yeah, it's me and Lauer. I was like, wait, you guys can't like BVS. You guys write for Batman on film. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, uh, but we've come to the end of the show. N- enough of this malarkey. Yeah, we've come. I, we're all topicked out, I believe. Well, we can talk so. about the Jets. No, we don't need to. <laughs> it's fine. Aaron, uh, Aaron Carr, Derek Carr was uh, in town yesterday. He was. He was in the state of New Jersey because that's where the team plays. He was. Uh, they went out to lunch. He did, I guess. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is still in the Batcave. <laughs> I know. That's such a crazy story. But no, but baseball is, is here. Oh, much. yes. <laughs> right? Oh, so, the Yankees. Yeah, oh, I'm so. very excited. Best yeah. bullpen in baseball. The 2023 AL Cy Young Award winner, Carlos Rodon, is getting ready. He looks fantastic with his mustache and his uniform button unbuttoned to the third button he's he's all that is man he's everything i'm in love with him i have a crush on a man his name's carlos Rodon. <laughs> it's true i can't help it 
He's gonna win like twenty five games. It's gonna be beautiful. Oh, he's gonna oh, he's he's gonna he's, pull a Gidry. He's he's gonna be like the next Gator. Oh, geez, let me tell you. I start, oh, oh, geez, hold on. What about the Twins? There, I have a nice little season up in Minnesota. Oh, geez, you know we got our our, our Carlos Correa and our, our Byron Buxton. Oh, hey, what's up, Garrett Wado? Follow my podcast. It's the Fantasy Dads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay but uh yeah no really excited for the yankees this year especially ikf i'm very excited to see what ikf does no you're not yeah i am because i yeah because if ikf you know if he hits that's great and if he produces it's wonderful but if he doesn't that's peraza <laughs> so He's... ikf is a big piece ikf is a big piece well ikf donaldson and aaron hicks will determine the yankees season Freaking Aaron Hicks. Jesus. Those are the three players. Those are your three players that will determine the Yankees. I can't season. stand Aaron Hicks. <laughs> I kn- I've still never understood the love affair Cashman has with Aaron Hicks. He, he but... was at one point a very good baseball player. He was a top so, five center fielder. That was a long time ago. <laughs> and Josh Donaldson was also what's a great baseball player. Yeah, a long time ago, yes. So. That was a long time ago as well. So Josh Donaldson, Aaron Hicks, IKF, the three most important players. Well, I mean, like you said, it's gonna come down to the starting rotation, how they pitch, and that's, that's it. good. Like, that's my your number five feeling. starters, Domingo Herman. That's pretty good. And I'm praying, I mean, Judge obviously stayed healthy, but we need to also pray that Stanton can stay healthy this year. If I believe that's a big part of what they're gonna be this season. If he well, plays the if last he's person I'm worried about in the in the uh in the lineup is John Carlos Stanton. I'm not worried about him. I just I'm worried that he's going to actually be in the lineup. He'll be in the lineup. <laughs> that's be been lineup. a problem for him in He'll his be, Yankee career. As long as he's in the lineup, come October, it's all that matters. He's a man can hit in October, so that's very. That's important. true. He's a good playoff performer. So uh, that's I, a very good point. I, John Carlos Stanton is one of the uh, greatest Yankee acquisitions of of my time. I think I've ne- I've never had a I've never watched a person come into this environment like him and handle it the way he has. CC. And being as criticized as CC hasn't been as criticized as Giancarlo has. No, CC won the championship his first year. CC is not. No, I just mean like a guy who came in and had the demeanor to handle New York, and he he did it. He hasn't handled as well as Giancarlo because CC had a lot more success earlier on than Giancarlo did. So and some injuries, Um, but yeah, no, Giancarlo has been very impressive to me. So so he's good, but uh, yeah, the Yankees got a good bullpen. They have very good starting rotation. It all comes down to the hitting. Like always with this team. They they, they score a lot of runs, but they score them in bunches. Mm -hmm. So they need to somehow somehow become more consistent. It would be nice if they could win a bunch of like three, two ball games. I think they could do that. That'd be nice. Yeah, this year they probably are more clicks. Well, King will be back, right? They're getting... Bullpens are good. You have King. Hopefully, you know, he turned it around at the end. Um, and then you have the wise guy, you have Wandy. So, and the new rules, right? There we, there's some new rules we have oh, to Manfred's an idiot. pay attention to. There's, there's the so pitch clock. Yeah. Uh, there's a way shift. So the, you can't move a certain amount of space. Between yep. And the, 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 base or the bases are wider now too. They, they don't look that much bigger though. So I saw a picture. I was like, Oh, that's not, that's not as much as I thought. The minor league guys swear that this is going to make the game better. So every the minor league bases? guy, yeah, no, the, all the changes. I think they all the, I hate the it. pitch clock. I don't like the pitch so. clock. That's the only one that bothers me. We'll see. 
But uh, yeah, I can't believe it's February, end of February, and baseball's yeah. back already. No, I'm very excited. Very excited. Crazy. Baseball Baseball's coming back. The winter sports are entering the playoff time. We're getting close to the playoff time in hockey and basketball. And football just ended, but no, you have the USFL and the XFL and all these other leagues that are going to be good. How many? There are two football leagues now that are going on during spring. There's the XFL, which is the Rock, but that, and that debuted last night because Paul Herman was ranting about it. And was it the XFL or USFL? I think USFL Something was on last, last night. night. I think, yeah, I think the USFL did. The Rock oh, moved yes. on really fast from Black Adam. He went right into the XFL. <laughs> So, so yeah, so we have, there's football, even though it's not, in my opinion, it's not great football, but if you like football, like I do, I'll watch, I know I'll watch some of it. So fun times, fun times in sports, fun times in films. Like we said, Shazam's coming. The Flash is coming. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is out. Eric's new book is being written. I guess. Yeah. So there we go. Bunch of fun times, bunch of fun times. To be alive. What about your way. like? Have you have you um? What's it called? That web series you've been doing. The treatment. Oh, the, we've done a couple of treatments for Rusty Piers. Yeah, so that's, that's it, Rusty Piers. That's coming too. That's it's gonna it. be a lot of fun. Rusty a lot Piers. of fun. So, Got if it. your mother wants to audition for a role in Rusty Piers, <laughs> send her to uh, <laughs> straightogpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. All right, Pete. Tell them where they can find you. Uh, you can follow me on social media. That's uh, Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon, uh, and uh, Zack Snyder's favorite platform, Vero, at Pete Illustrated. If you love Hezbollah, uh, on Instagram, I run the largest Hezbollah fan account in the United States. So make sure you uh, you check that out at Pete Illustrated. I've taken over the country when it comes to Hezbollah. So no one knows Hezbollah better than me and then outside the UFC, at least in this, at least in this country. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you can follow this podcast, the podcast you're listening to right now at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page. Consider joining both because everything you see on Twitter and everything we talk about the show plus more gets posted on all three of those outlets. Make sure you check that out. And Instagram, we let you know when the show's being recorded and such. Uh, we're not really active on Instagram. It's totally useless as far as I'm concerned for the show. <laughs> we can delete it and not miss it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Pete's too, Pete's too busy with Hezbollah on Instagram, so he doesn't have... Actually, Hezbollah stuff on Instagram is the easiest part of my day. <laughs> it's not very hard. It's like, here, repost, here, okay, like, bye. And that's it. It's the easiest part of the day. Um, I'm all over BatmanFilm.com. I got reviews of Texture Comics and reviews of toys and stuff like that. On Batman Film YouTube, I've got new reviews of Michael Uslin and Tara Strong, so check that out. Plus more toy reviews over there. Um, I'm all over the uh, Batman on Film podcast. I'm all over the Batman Book Club. I do some with Ryan Lauer once a month, and we got a little thing uh, where we review every Batman title for the month, and then we do uh, No Man's Land. We're currently doing it chapter by chapter. Um, oh boy! And then, yeah, all crazy. And then I'm doing chapter by chapter with Justin, and then I'm doing cartoon by cartoon with Hoss, and it's everywhere. I just have like no free time because I dedicate it to all of you people, and uh, I, you could say I'm kind of a, a like a podcast slut. So <laughs> that's it. I do all this stuff, and yet, like, none of you want to follow me on Twitter. What the hell's all wrong with you? <laughs> you got seriously, guys. You need to follow him. Follow me now. God damn it! And follow me. me. Follow him. Follow me. But if follow you're listening Luke. to this, you probably already do follow me. So we, us, we probably shouldn't even say that because you're probably already following us. I already so. do, asshole. What's your problem? <laughs> but get your friends to follow us. How about get that? Your moms to follow us. 
anybody. I don't care. Get him to follow us. We, you know, we we're, we have I'm different presents. Canadian tuxedo Saturday night. Take her out on a nice date. <laughs> some roses, some filet mignon, and a nice cold beer at the end. Now, if you like that creepy sounding voice, then go ahead. <laughs> But no, yeah, get get them to follow us. We have different presences. We each have a different presence with our Twitter account. Uh, so you get something different from Pete and something from me because we have different interests. Mm-hmm. So you get get a little bit of that from each of us. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. As you guys know, my Twitter account is finally 33, spell finale 33. Uh, so you can hit me up there. Uh, if you are fans of the New York Knicks, I do a weekly live stream every Wednesday night, either at 9 o'clock or right after the game. Uh, ends, which was crazy this past week. I completely forgot they were playing and <laughs> I was you, ready to go at nine o'clock. Do you guys ever talk about the Knicks City Dancers? No, we don't. Okay. We Just don't. Wondering. Just wondering. But I have a story about that, but we'll talk about that off air. Um, oh, and her name was so. <laughs> so, but uh, if you guys want, check out my Twitter handle for that. It's at all underscore Nick underscore up. If you're, you want to watch the show, we're on YouTube. Facebook, all over the place. You can check us out over there. Subscribe and follow, please. Pornhub. And, uh, and yeah, not Pornhub. <laughs> subscribe and <laughs> subscribe and follow, please. And uh, and uh, you know, join in on the chat because we have fun doing it, and it's a lot of fun to talk about the Knicks, especially this year. They're playing actually pretty well, so it's been a little bit better than usual uh, <laughs> to be a to be a fan of that team. <laughs> We're average. This is great. <laughs> Seriously, it's 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 good not yeah. to be terrible. I'll, I'll put it that way. So it's a good thing to be a uh, you know to be winning some games and and to have some meaningful basketball being played. Uh, it's it's kind of cool if you're a fan. If if you're a fan of the team, you know what I'm talking about. So very very cool. Uh, yeah, and I'm on Batman on Film too. I have Titans reviews, and I've done interviews with with celebrities, with Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine. You check me out all over there as well. Uh, when Titans does start again, which I believe is in March, I could be wrong. I didn't know they will, took a mid season break. Yeah, they did this year. I don't know why, but they did. So I will be hopefully finishing they work up. Things. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be finishing up my reviews of that. So you guys can always interact with me on either on the page itself or on Twitter, wherever you find me. Uh, You're more than welcome. I enjoy the conversation. So I think that's it. So for Pete, I'm Eric. You're listening to Straight Outta Gotham. And we'll see you next time. Booyah!